You're listening to Fight in Progress. With your hosts and stress coaches, founder of Under the Shield, Susan Simmons, and TomTheBomb.com. Fight in Progress grapples with the internal and external struggles in the daily lives of our men and women in law enforcement, the armed forces, and first responders. Tackling the tough topics and supporting those who support us. We hear you, and we're here for you. Welcome to Under the Shield Presents Fight in Progress. Today we're going to talk about the National Fallen Firefighters Foundation. Uh, they're hosting the 41st Annual National Fallen Firefighters Memorial this weekend, October 8th and 9th. All right, today um, we're without Susan. I think she's probably being detained by the police for the uh, uh, Hertz rental car issue. You know, they're trying to file a claim against her insurance and she's fighting that. You know, that saga is still continuing. So we'll be without Susan today. Uh, I do have a special guest in uh, the house today, and it's Chris Broadley. He's a Chandler firefighter. Welcome, Chris. Thanks for having me. like I said in the intro, um, today we just want to do a, a quick shout out, uh, do a short podcast to, um, you know, to celebrate those uh, firefighters that died last year. You know, uh, it's just a tough job, tough career field, tough life, um, and they need to be recognized for the sacrifices that they're giving. And I mean, even the guys that have retired and that are dying from cancer. You know they're they're still giving their life you know even after retirement and it's just it's unfortunate but you know it's just we we need to honor them and have a a little extra podcast about them yeah we appreciate it um you know it's it's definitely something that you know we enter this job and enter this career thinking we're making a big impact and we know the risk that we have uh just like you know with police we know that the inherent risk going into it uh, one of the big ones, like you said, is after guys retire. Right. And a lot of it is heart issues, but the big one is, is cancer. Yeah. And so there's been some big initiatives, at least in Arizona and many other states, to get, like, cancer coverage. That's good. And a lot of preventative uh, just actions and, th- you know, things going forward as far as our gear and, and changing the way we do things. Well, it, they need to find a way to make it safer for you guys. I mean, there's no doubt about it. You know, cancer's a, that's a horrible death to fight, you know, yeah. too. Um, and you guys are out there busting your ass to save people and save property of people's. And and then you end up getting cancer, you know, for all your efforts. That's that's not the kind of retirement. No, it's, it's definitely <laughs> not. It's, it's not, you know. And, no. And it's, you know, that's it causes a lot of our line of duty deaths as, yeah. as a result of that. You know, and a lot of it's just the cardiac. Yeah. You know. I, you know, and my wife and I were doing some research on the uh, firefighters who died last year na- nationwide. Mm-hmm. And I was really surprised at how many heart attack issues there were. Yeah, it, you know, just with like the shift work of doing yeah. 24, 48-hour shifts, right. uh, depending on the department, it, you know, a lot of times it's you're going from zero 
to 100 now. <laughs> yeah. And it's, there's no warm-up period. There's no... Um, yeah, you're woke up right out of a dead sleep. Right you out of a dead sleep. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, it's, so, it, you know, that puts a lot of strain on just on your heart. And, oh, yeah. And your whole cardio system. So it's, uh, you yeah. know, there's been a lot of little changes over the years that have happened to help kind of tame that as well. Yeah. Just different ways that... Uh, different technologies we have within various stations and, and um, kind of ways we operate as far as like a, like the dispatch. When we get dispatched, you just have a, an immediate loud tone. It, it's a gradual tone. <laughs> oh, really? And so, uh, yeah. So kind of way, brings you out of that. Brings you out yeah. and change the, the color of the lights, the red lights, as opposed to, you know, bright white lights. So yeah. it's kind of a softer, so you get a little bit more of that, that kind of warm up yeah, period right. when you're walking out to the truck. And, well, I, so. I didn't know that they did that. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, so, it, yeah, because it used to be a real loud tone, you know, right. you know 30 yeah. some odd years ago, right? Yeah. Back Just in the day. blare it out there. And, yep. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty crazy. I know um, one of the guys, um, which I found really pretty sad because this this guy, uh, he's his name was Efren uh, Medina. He's from Georgia. He's only 21 years old. Brand new hire. He works his first full day, goes to sleep that night, and never woke up. Yeah. The next day, it's, it's like. It's tragic. It, it is. It, it's terrible. And, um, you know, we see it periodically here in the Valley, too. Yeah. Um, like, uh, you know, I was playing the bagpipes a little bit ago. The first funeral I, I played at was in 2008, and it was uh, – a captain in, in a department he he passed away in his sleep Man, and so is... just a young guy yeah and um so it, it's yeah it, it's it's pretty prevalent you know yeah i know it's it's i mean it's pretty sad last year and which and that's what we're talking about is the firefighters who died last year which on the uh national fire protection association website uh they said that there was 135 on-duty fire deaths in 2021 um, and they said that 65 uh, were due to COVID alone, which I know even the police officers took a bad hit yeah. last year from COVID. Yeah. I mean, you guys are out there. You don't have the luxury to say, oh, no, they got COVID. We can't go in there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, we, we had to go. You know? <laughs> yeah. We were, we were fully, fully immersed in COVID. Yeah. Which, yeah, yeah that was a crazy time to, to be working as a first responder. That's for sure. Um. Yeah, we had uh, some of the stats that they had. Um, they said that 35 um, of the firefighters were volunteer that died. Uh, 27 were career firefighters. Uh, they said like seven were contractors to state and federal land management agencies. And then uh, one was a member of an industrial fire department, which I'm not sure what what that is. But, yeah. Um, It'd be like, like a Boeing out here, they have their own fire department. Oh, okay. Oh, right. All right. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Or they, you know, they're building helicopters and planes. And right. So they have their own fully staffed fire department. <laughs> yeah, they're doing those test flights it's right the test there. Flights, yeah. Yeah. Um, it said that the largest share of deaths occurred while firefighters were operating at fires um, or explosions. And there was 28 of those deaths, which, I mean, that's... We were reading some of the how some of the uh, different firefighters died, you know, and I can't imagine being inside, uh, you know, a house fire that's fully engulfed and, you know, you lose a guy inside there. I mean, that's just, I don't know how the crew that's out there, you know, deals with that. That I mean, yeah, it could be crazy. It's, 
it definitely changes everything. Yeah. You know, because you still have to have the firefight still has to go on as well. Right. And yeah. It, it turns into a. Luckily, I've never been on a one of those uh, an incident with that. Yeah. Or even with an incident with a mayday situation where someone's lost, trapped, or hurt. Right. Um, I've been fortunate enough to not be on one, but when they do happen, you know, typically chaos ensues because everyone wants to go in there and help help their guys. Yeah, we watched a video about a over in LA um, that a fire crew they had one of the ladders extended all out to a building, and you know, firefighters were inside and they called out a mayday. And as the fire guys were trying to run back across that ladder, you know, flames fully engulfed them. I mean, it was it was crazy video to yeah, see. Yeah, I think that was the like a warehouse fire yeah. somewhere near like Skid Row, I think. Right, like it was, yeah. I think nine, nine guys got burnt. Yeah. And, you know, I think they're all doing good now. Yeah, but, that's, you know. yeah. But it was, I mean, it was just crazy to see that and then to hear the radio traffic about that, you know. And that, that fire department over in L.A. that does that skid row, hmm. it they do some amazing amount of calls. It's, they're like the third, they're always in the top three highest of the country. Of the whole country. Yeah. And it's just, and they only have, I think they said it's one square mile. Yeah. It's, that is, <laughs> yeah. that is crazy. It, it's the, you know, they're going to stand up shift 24 hours. Right. You're not, you're not sitting down. You're not laying yeah, down. No. No sleeping. No. <laughs> so it, it, it's pretty wild. I, I can only imagine being that busy. I know. It, it just seems crazy. No time to sit in the Barca loungers, right? No, 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 no time for, you know, I mean, how do you even clean your gear? You know, I mean, there's no time to do anything at that place. No. Uh, And, and they have, I think they have multiple, multiple trucks out there, you know, three or four trucks that run out of that area. Right. Uh, But it's, yeah, it's, I can't imagine that's, it's something, you know, we have some stations like that here in the Valley. They're, they're close. Really? Uh, Phoenix has a couple where they have, you know, two, three units out of there as well. And, um, it's there, there's some busy, busy pockets. Yeah. I, I would imagine there's gotta be, you yeah. know, in every major city, you gotta have something similar to that. Yeah. But yeah, I just, you know, I, I'm used to being like in, in Tempe, you know, where I was an officer forever and watching our guys, you know, go back and forth, you know, the mm-hmm. different medical calls, the fires, the stuff, you know, and at least it seemed like they, they had the opportunity to go, go back to the station, clean their gear, take a, take a breather, you know, and then go to the next one. But yeah. And, and that, you know, being that busy, you know, where you're running nonstop, you don't get that, that rest time, you know, which we know like the rest time and getting good like REM sleep is when your body heals itself. Right. It's when your body can help fight some of those cancers off or or fight that inflammation that leads to that. Right. Or just the, uh, you know, when we're talking about the heart attacks, yeah, you know, you're not always at this high stress, right? Always on the go. Yeah, at least you, you have need a to level get those little bit yeah. downtimes in there as well. Exactly, so. but yeah, it's running a station like that would just your stress levels peaked yeah, out. It's peaked out. Yeah, I for mean, 24 hours. Yeah, it's got to yeah. be crazy. Yeah, yeah. We saw. Um, uh, it was like. From the information that we looked at, my wife and I, it was like overexertion, stress, and medical issues account for more than half of the deaths, um, and then including 29 sudden cardiac death, uh, cardiac deaths, which was crazy. Which a lot of those, like when you're saying the ones that happened at a fire incident, I'd, I'd imagine some of those at the fire incident are also, I think these numbers are going to be like, they overlap a little bit. Right, yeah. And so, because um, it's, it's, 
it's it's rare actually at you know a fire incident yeah that's what i would think too you know it's um you know kind of like with police it's yes it's like a shooting is a not a very often right you know free it happens but yeah you know same thing so when the deaths happen it's typically medical is what we're seeing um across the board just something medical is underlying and yeah like, i mean i can see every once in a while you know the overexertion and having the heart attack you know yeah. from especially being on the fire for a long time yeah. being out here middle of the day during the summertime you know i mean yeah that's yeah. that can definitely add to it um yeah there was uh the, then we saw that the remaining medical issues were due to cancer yeah and like you and I had talked briefly before this, and there were still three medical issues that were related to 9-11. And, you know, we're at 22 years, yeah. you know, or 21 years out. And uh, and it's just mind-blowing to me that how that 9-11 is still affecting our, our, our people. You know? Yeah, it's, just, it's still, you know, again, the, the different cancers and lung cancers yeah. from that, and it just, it, it's devastating that it's still... I know. I, I mean, here. I can't even imagine what those guys were exposed to. You know. Oh yeah. I mean, it was yeah. just crazy. Every time I think of nine eleven, you know, you always, I, I always see the planes hit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think of after the buildings fell and how gray everything was. That yeah. I mean, there was no color. Nothing. You know, it was yeah. just. That's what I. That's kind of the image that I always see when I think of nine eleven. Yeah. So. Was, yeah. Same here. Just the. It's just so surreal watching right. it and everything. Yeah. Like, like something out of like an apocalyptic movie. Exactly. I know. You you couldn't have created that, you know, in a visual effect, you know, some, at some studio, you know, yeah. to even come close to no. what that was like. It was just unbelievable, I know. Yeah, there was a uh, um, couple of interesting things that, <laughs> that uh, I saw was, there was three guys that were above 80 years old that died from heart attacks. And the oldest guy was 89 years old. I was, I was like, how old was that guy? And my wife said, yeah, his age is 89. You need to walk away. Yeah. It's like, man, I'm sure you, and, and these guys had uh, previous fire careers, but they had come back and were still volunteering yeah. with the fire department. It's like, man, go enjoy retirement. Well, the vast majority of uh, fire departments across the country are volunteers. Right. Very few. I mean, we look at actual numbers of how many departments there are. Yeah. Um, or career paid fire departments. Yeah. I, I, I was kind of surprised by that. Um, I never really thought about that because I grew up here in the Valley and, you know, I always saw the firefighters and I, I know that they're paid and that's their full-time job. Um, and then when I started traveling, uh, doing some work with NHTSA when I was an officer, um, we were traveling to, you know, different parts back east. And then I was hearing that, yeah, these guys are all volunteer firemen. And like, wow, that's just, that's so different from what, you know, it is out here. It's, it's, yeah. It's and crazy. We do have, we have a lot of volunteer departments actually here in the state. Um, I mean, you think how big Arizona is. Right. Right. So there's a lot of rural areas. Yeah. Some of the smaller ones. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the valley, yeah, the valley here is, it's all. Yeah. I, I just never really thought about the volunteer aspect. Yeah. You know, like there's some departments that that's how everybody is. It's just a volunteer. It's a volunteer. You know, if you have paid on call and, and paid per call stuff. And, yeah. Um, it, it's, it's just a very interesting dynamic when you have the volunteer fire departments. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like the valley here, it's all 
all career. So, yeah. but which is good. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> much better for for the guys for all the firefighters here. That's for sure. Yeah, they. Uh, we also saw that there was 16 firefighters died in vehicle related incidents, and some of them were actually crashes. Some were, like, one person was backed over. You know, mm. and it's like, man, it's just it's crazy to think, you know, that just trying to get you, you can't even get to the scene of the fire yeah. or the medical call. You know, and you're getting in a crash, and people are you know dying. You guys can't even get there. It, it just it's kind of un- unbelievable. I think. Um, they had, um, yeah, six firefighters were actually struck by vehicles. And I know one of them was backed over on a scene. Um, but, you know, there's a couple other that they're out there doing stuff, running to get gear, and they get hit by a car. Yeah. And it's like. Uh, I mean, you know, yeah. you, people get in car accidents under great conditions, right? Yeah. And now we throw a car accident in there. Right. People do. Yeah, st- stupid the, the things. Stupidest, strangest things. And, and so we just. Just like with the officers, we always gotta have our head on a swivel when we're I know. Yeah. working on a, on a on a wreck, and so it's um, uh, you know, yeah, people have do some really dumb, dumb yeah, things. I, <laughs> oh, I know, and I see, like you know, my primary job was the accident reconstruction, so I went to a lot of the fatals. You know, that that was my job, and whenever I was out there and there's a fire truck there, I thought, hey, this is great. This that's more protection for uh, me. It's <laughs> you know, it was like forty thousand pound block. Yeah, you know, block the whole damn road. <laughs> yeah. That's fine with me. Oh yeah. <laughs> I got no problem with that. Yeah, the the I we were looking at who the youngest person was, the youngest firefighter, and it was a female firefighter. She was only twenty years old. And she was a hot shot. And she died during a UTV rollover. Oh, okay. Which, you know, that's pretty sad. That, yeah. She's out there, you know, trying to do what she can do, and I'm sure, you know, it's probably a an instant where she's trying to get someplace to, you know, quickly to do something and mm-hmm. you know lose control and yeah, um, yeah, it's and there's accidents the wildland right, you know, fires. There's accidents of those, and um, that's how one of them uh, last year, one of the, the the deaths we had last year here in Arizona was because is. It was one of the planes, one of the lead planes for, uh, for the the slurry bombers. Yeah. So it, they, they ended up crashing, you know. And yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, there are just like anywhere else, there's accidents. Just, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. Oh yeah, no, it's crazy. Yeah. So one of the things I wanted to do is talk uh, specifically, just mention all of our Arizona firefighters that died last year, and um, we had six total last year. Um, from Arizona and so I'm just gonna kind of read their names and tell a little bit just a brief history real quickly about each one of those because uh, they need they deserve to be honored again um, the first guy that um, we'll talk about is David Renke he's a captain from Peoria Fire uh, Medical Department um, he died on January 11th and he was a retired captain and he passed away uh, he had a succumbed to a 10-year battle with uh, renal cell uh, carcinoma so you know another cancer guy um, which seems to be a just a way too common theme for firefighters yeah and Dave he um, went to his he was diagnosed so I remember correctly I think he came back I think he had a, a period where it was clear and then the cancer came back um, and he you know he was very very active with start the firefighter cancer support network right and he actually went around to the valley fire department around here um about five four or five years ago and uh we started implementing 
all sorts of different changes. We started getting all kinds of studies and data about different absorption rates of, of the carcinogens on different parts of our bodies, hmm. um, the stuff that's in our gear and our gear is made up of, and how to just <laughs> properly take care of it, how to store it, how to um, different things we can do to eliminate our exposure. You know, right. usually you would just take our gear off after a fire and set it back up in the cab, and we're good. Well, it's constantly off gassing still. So we're driving around in a, in a giant box now. It's right. Off gassing cancer. That. Yeah, and that's so, crazy. Uh, just a little thing like, okay, let's bag our gear up, put it in the back, you know, in the far back. Hmm. And then, you know, we have second sets of turnouts now. Um, different ways of decon, better deconning equipment, better deconning uh, methods. And so he, and he was really, really uh, important and passionate about doing that. Yeah. Um, again, he, he, that was one of our, some of our quarterly trainings we uh-huh. had and was just on that. And yeah, he went around pretty I think to pretty much every Valley fire department doing that. That's good. Yeah. Well, obviously it's needed, um, and still needed, um, today. Yeah. Um, our next one was, uh, captain David Stutzman. Um, he's also, uh, from Peoria. Um, and he joined the department in 1980 and he was the only uh it was as the only second full-time member of the department which i thought was kind of crazy 1980 just doesn't seem that long ago it doesn't it sure doesn't everybody else was part-time employees you know i mean that seems crazy to me yeah you know it's it's crazy how how big and how fast the valley is growing oh i know it wasn't that long ago. I know. You know, like I started in Tempe in 94. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I retired last year, it was like driving around the city. I mean, it doesn't even look the same. So, it, no. is, it is crazy. No, it's uh, completely different. I mean, 50, you know, 18 years ago when I started with Chandler, there's still a ton of farmland. Yeah, there was. And there's there's no farms I know, yeah. They're all Every, gone. Everything's connected. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I thought it was kind of funny that um, – um, Captain Stutzman, he uh, lived in Prescott um, whenever he wasn't fighting fires and stuff. Yeah. And he was actually a tomato farmer. Okay. And uh, I saw a couple of pictures online with him. He had some pretty good-sized tomatoes that he he grew on his really? farm. And, and uh, yeah, they sold locally up there. So that was pretty neat. Um, and then, again, shortly before his retirement in 2015, he's diagnosed with cancer. Um so it's you know it's just it's it's nonstop. It's just kind of crazy. Yeah, it's it's very very prevalent. And yeah. there, there's been a lot of. Thankfully, we're, we're making good headway on it. Yeah, we got a lot of good people working on it, um, and working on getting us everybody early screenings and and get a good baseline of where we're at when we're young. Yeah, you know, which we, that's good. Yeah, and, and then we, now, how often do you guys? Do they require you guys to go in to be checked? Is it a yearly thing? Is so it? right right now? I mean, it's every department's a little different, but yeah. right, I mean, everyone has to get their yearly physical, yeah. um, and it's just a, a standard. Um, it's required by the NFPA. Okay, um, but it's kind of just like a you know beefed up sports physicals. All okay. it really is, you know, a little blood work and um, you know hearing tests, vision tests, right. uh, do a treadmill test, and. and well, hopefully they can catch something yeah. and, and catch something. Um, but to get even deeper into it, it's kind of on our own, but there are, um, different, there's a doctor's group up in like Scottsdale where she's been amazing and, and getting different grants to get departments in there. And, and now departments are starting to send crews through to get, yeah. get screened and doing like a, a five year, every five years you'll get, you know, checked and 
you know, get it. But it's much more in depth and <clears throat> oh, it's like a full, yeah. full body MRI. Oh, that's good. Yeah, um, it's but you know, it just costs money. You know, right. So, yeah. And so it's a matter of getting different grants to do that or get different. Um, there's a new blood test for cancer, um, and it's like ninety percent accurate. Hmm. And it's uh, so it's that's the new one that kind of what everyone's trying to get, trying to get on board with, so we can start detecting this a lot earlier. Right. Yeah, that's what we need. Earlier the detection, the, the better chance you yeah. have to survive that. That's yeah. for sure. Um, yeah. The next, uh, we we lumped two of them together because they they died together in a in a plane crash, and it was uh, Air Attack Group Supervisor Jeff uh, Pachura and Air Attack Pilot Matthew Miller. And they were um, part of the uh, Cedar Basin Fire uh, near Wickiup, Arizona. Um, and they uh, it said that they had been on station at the fire for about 45 minutes and were about 2,500 feet up. And then uh, had made multiple passes around the area. And then for, they don't know why, but the aircraft actually lost its left wing and went into a dive and crashed. Um, and then a fire ensued and... and you know, both um, Jeff and Matthew were killed in that crash. And then they found the uh, the wing located about um, eight-tenths of a mile away from the actual uh, rest of the plane crash, and there was no thermal damage. So, you know, there was no fire when that when it lost the wing, which is kind of crazy that it, yeah. you know, that it would lose a wing in flight. But, yeah, pretty sad. You know, yeah. those guys out there doing the – some of those wildfires out there that you know, I mean, we were hit pretty hard last year. Yeah, with some of those fires. Some, yeah, we always get some good wildfires. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Jeff Pachura before he was doing this, before he was doing the wildland. Uh, this, I think they were working for a, a BLM or or the Forest Service. Right. And uh, he was a uh, like a fire chief in a department near Tucson. Oh, okay. And um, so you know, a lot of the Tucson guys they. You know, they came up for the funeral. Right. Um, he was, you know, a very well-liked chief that everyone yeah. loved and did a lot of good things. And then, but he, and he was real big with their wild land at that department. And once he retired, went off to. It was just a natural transition yeah. for him, yeah. And so, and yeah, they were like the, um, I said earlier, they were like the, the lead plane for when the, like the, the slurry bombers coming through. So are they out scouting the areas that they want the bombers to? They, they fly, they'll fly the path of the bomber. Oh, okay. So then you can see, you know, cause it's, you know, they get, right. And they'll, they'll make a couple circles and they'll, they'll do the run and then the slurry bomber will come in right after them. Huh. That's and crazy. Those guys are, that's a, a big ass plane. Yeah. That they're, they're nose diving through some canyons. And I know that's, yeah. Yeah, big balls. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> I agree. That's that's pretty crazy flying. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, the uh, next guy was Kerry uh, Davis, firefighter from Phoenix uh, Fire Department. Um, he was sixty four years old, and he j- he died on July fourteenth, uh, and he also uh, died from cancer, liver cancer, actually. And um, the state actually said that um, that was in the line of duty, which is good. Because you know that's how he contracted it, you know. I mean, yeah. Like, you know, luckily, there's been a lot of people working on it. We have a presumptive law here in Arizona where there's about 20 cancers listed. When, for like, if we do contract them, right, then it's it's covered as workman's comp and covered as like a line of duty benefit. Yeah, which it should be. Which it absolutely should be. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, even if there's a family history, still with all the crap that you guys are exposed to, yeah, you know that's just bringing it on. 
you know, enhancing the chance that, yeah, it, that it's going to come full steam. To yeah, you. when you start seeing the numbers of how much greater of a rate, especially of certain cancers, right? We are compared, to, you know, the general population. It's pretty staggering. Yeah. Well, then it says it also said on his um, uh, on the page about him it said before his retirement in 2011, he uh, they had served for 26 years, and he was part of the Hazmat Four fire station, I mm-hmm. guess. And, and that's where he actually um, contracted the bladder cancer. So I wonder, if those hazmat guys, I mean, I remember just a couple calls um, that I had to assist on that were has, actual hazmat related. Um, is that something that's prevalent? I mean, is there a lot of hazmat type situations and calls, you know what I mean? Um, you know, so when he's on a hazmat team, they, they're – there for like you know actual hazmat spills right um and they have special equipment and they go through special training right it's a, like uh i think it's five weeks of of training that they go through to get has certified and then they have uh, a wide array of different meters and tools to clean up spills to contain them right and um you know and, and then you know mitigate the situation until yeah. Um, but again, you guys got to be right there. Yeah, we're there. So we, you know, they, they, they do the hazmat calls take forever. Yeah. Oh, they, I, they yeah, I remember a couple. We, I, you know, because it's got to do the research. We yeah. Set perimeters and, yeah. and and you know, hot zone, cold zone, and just um, they, they they take a while. But they, you know, they have you know better equipment where yeah. they do you know with their level A suits and um, to go contain whatever it is. But they. Depending on the area, yeah, there's there's quite a bit. Um, like in Chandler, we have a couple of corridors where there's some big industrial areas, right? Um, and there's been, you know, there's been spills and you know incidents. You know, you just, oh yeah, you see them on the news all the time when they yeah. happen. Um, but yeah, and, and those are, you know, they don't happen that often, but they do. Yeah, you know, I know. A few years ago, they had one down on in South Tempe. Um, real close to the Tempe Sports Complex. Yeah. That um, was a battery plant there. Yeah. And, you know, they, the fire alarm went off and, you know, everybody responded. And, and we, we um, the police responded, you know, do traffic control, set up for you guys. And then, you know, when you guys got there, it was like, then you realize, oh, this is a battery plant. All right, what do we have to, you know, everything kind of stopped and had to really get some information about what was inside there. You know, before you just rush in and one, and that whole game's changing too now because of lithium batteries, right? And uh, yeah, you look at the incident about four, three, four, four years ago in Surprise, where a Peoria crew was—it was a, a Conics box. It was what it looked like this type uh-huh. of building, just right. described the building, and it was basically lithium battery banks that would store solar energy and reintegrate it to the system, uh, <laughs> and it was. Uh, it ended up reaching thermal runaway and it blew up. Wow! And it injured a total of eight guys got injured, you know, but for the four from Peoria were pretty severely injured. Um, and then just this last um, April, I think March, sometime around there, we had the same thing in Chandler. This was a building though, uh, so we had a very about a I can't remember square feet, probably seven thousand square foot building. Yeah, that was full of these these big banks of batteries that st- stored energy and reintegrated them into wow. the system and it uh they went to thermal runaway 
and uh, it took quite a while to get that one under control. Like, we're talking like weeks. Wow, that's crazy. And so, um, yeah, it, you know, it's that's the new challenge too. Is right. You know, we have these new technologies with these lithium batteries, and then yeah. you know they get hot and they go in a thermal runaway, and then they explode. And now people want you know like to charge your phone faster. <laughs> right. When you charge it faster, it's gonna get hotter. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, it's just a the, you know the new challenge, and that's all hazmat stuff as well. It's all right. you know what is in that cloud of smoke. Exactly. You know we don't know. Yeah. You know and. It's, and where is that going to go? So that's where the hazmat guys, and they come for their, their plan with winds and, and you know, fallout and stuff like that. So, that, you know. Yeah, there's so much involved in, in fighting one of those incidents. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's not. I mean, it's, yeah, it, it's pretty wild. <laughs> and we're seeing a lot of those, too, though, in a regular house, though. Yeah. Right? So we're thinking, you know, your standard house 30, 40 years ago, 50 years ago was wood and a lot of natural fabrics, right. not everything synthetic. Yeah. Even, you know, your all your new furniture, you know, it's, you know, cotton or whatever. It's still got synthetic stuff in it. Yeah. You know, and then you're seeing these batteries, right? You know, like hoverboards and yeah. your laptops and everything have. Well, and even this, you got solar in your house, and if you have the batteries that store the energy. The, the, the backup energy systems. Right. Yeah. So, the, you know, like we've gotten trained on those and how to recognize those, how yeah. to secure power to those. Um but when they do catch fire, then now we're going in with just our standard gear and it's absorbing through our skin yeah. and all that same stuff that was in that, that big battery bank is in, you know, in this house now. Right. And so, um, yeah, so it's, it's definitely, you know, it's one of the new challenges presenting on how to, yeah. how to fight these, how to, and then prevent the cancer later on. And yeah, that's just, man unbelievable it's just so much more to think about and worry about than yeah you know yeah, back I, in the day back in the days drag a hose out and <laughs> we're good <laughs> yeah it's that's different um our last uh firefighter that died last year from arizona here he was uh, a captain with mesa fire medical and his name was trevor madrid uh he was only 36 years old which was pretty pretty young uh, and it said that he fought a battle of 971 days against uh, synoviosarcoma cancer, which was very rare. But again, another cancer-related, uh, just crazy. And you know, he was able to serve for 14 years, um, and you know, just he didn't even get to retire and do nothing. I mean, it was yeah, it's yeah, it, it's sad. You know, especially someone so young, we're seeing. Right. Um, you know, I mentioned there's a, a, a Vincier is the cancer center up in Scottsdale, Dr. Shukla, and she's amazing. And she's doing, you know, not the standard, oh, hey, okay, you're at 45, you should get, you know, right. this checked. She's doing that now for 35 and then 30. And, yeah. Um, just being more proactive because she's like, why are we seeing these cancers? In healthy individuals, right. at you know in their early mid thirties, yeah, you know, and she's caught a bunch of cancers that you know your standard blood test it's not going to show up, right? Um, but she's she's catching cancers in a lot of guys and saving their lives, yeah, because they're able to catch it early and get early treatment and have a good outcome. And yeah, we just need to somehow get our legislators to give the money up so that 
all all the firefighters can get that same kind of treatment. It's, you know? it's getting there. there. You know, there's, you know, there's, yeah. there, there's legislators that, that do support us, you yeah. know, and, and we're trying to, it's just a matter of getting, getting the funding for us. Exactly. That's a big thing. So it, it's, you know, it's good. It's getting there, you know, but <laughs> yeah, yeah like, like seeing Trevor and, and, um, you know, having, you know, like I met Trevor a few times, just, uh, I have a lot, a lot of good friends over in Mesa as yeah. well. And so, um, you know, you know, Trevor was a hard one for sure. Right. Yeah. And, it, you know, doing, we did a bunch of fundraisers, yeah. um, for his family, you know, through, through like the, the bagpipes yeah. and stuff. So like the, the Mesa guys organized all that and, you know, it was, you know, it's just, it's, it's terrible seeing, you know, I mean, you look at the list of all these, I know, and you know, all except two of them. Right. For cancer. I know. That's, <laughs> so it's, yeah. And then the other two, you know, were the oddity by the plane crash, you know, but, right. but yeah, to think how many are dying from cancer is just crazy. Uh, I did think it was pretty neat though, that Trevor, um, he wanted to share his story and kind of spread the awareness. So he was doing a lot of TikTok videos about it, which that was pretty cool. Yeah. Show his progression through his disease. Yeah. He, you know, he's definitely was trying to make, make something positive out of yeah. it for sure. And he, yeah. he, uh, yeah, his videos were, were very helpful for a lot of people out there yeah. and trying to get more awareness right. and more testing. And, and I, I, I think it, you know, it's getting, it's getting better. It's slowly getting there. Yeah. That's, I think there, there's one more from Arizona. Um, um from, must have missed one then. From huh? Phoenix fire. Um, uh, Miguel, uh, he died, I think, back in August of last year from COVID. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, we must have missed him. Yeah, I think that was 2021. Okay. Pretty sure about it. But, yeah, yeah he, he contracted COVID. On the job. On, yeah. the, on the job. Right. And his line duty death. So, yeah. you which, know, which is important. To exactly, get, to, yeah. To get that, that tag of line of duty death. Right. Is huge for you know your family and yeah. stuff afterwards. So well, and then even Chandler Police Department last year had two officers yes. that you know caught COVID on the job and and ended up dying from it. And yep, I mean it's just that COVID stuff. <laughs> that's just glass behind us. Was yeah, was crazy to deal with and yeah, I how never, how it affected the whole world. You know, was just unbelievable. Yeah, and it, it was it was exhausting. Absolutely yeah. mentally exhausting, just, you know, getting called, you know, for someone got their diagnosis. I got diagnosed with COVID. Like, and? Right, yeah. And and what do you want <laughs> us to do for you? <laughs> so, you know, it, it was hard, but, you know, it's, yeah. I'm glad that's kind of way behind yeah. us now, so. Yeah, so, I mean, I think they, you know, the medical yeah. professionals, they, they learned a lot. Yeah. You know, dealing with that. I mean, unfortunately, we lost so many people to COVID. We did. And it, 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 it like, don't worry, it was 100% real. Yeah. It, it still is real. It's still, yeah. it's still out there affecting a lot of people. And, yeah, it is. You know, it, it affected, you know, Miguel. And unfortunately, you know, he, uh, he passed away from it. Um, but, you know, it's, uh, it's good that we're kind of on the backside of it. Right. Yeah. It was, and, right, we can start to, live life a little differently but at least we're back to living life again instead yes. of just everything being shut down and yeah being, living the fear. chaos yeah <laughs> that it was yeah it was it was like another world that's for sure yeah
I'd like to thank Chris Bradley for being part of our podcast today and playing the bagpipes for us. Uh, I'd like to give a special shout out to all the families of the firefighters who died here in Arizona and nationwide. Uh, thank you for your sacrifice um, by giving up your family members to be, you know, to, to go out in the community and try to make a difference and, and you know, help people. Uh, your sacrifice is, is great and too many people take that for granted. Um, I, I want to let everyone know that you can reach out to us at Under the Shield. If you're struggling, having difficulties, um, you need to talk to somebody. We're here for you 24-7. You can contact us on our um, at our number of 855-889-2348. Um, press option one. Uh, it'll roll through uh, several stress coaches. Uh, you will get somebody. Um, you can also reach Susan on her cell phone at 334-324-3570. Or you can reach me on my cell phone at 480-861-6574. Uh, stay in the fight and be safe out there.